The information in this broadcast is for educational purposes only and is not provided as a professional service, medical advice, or is it intended or implied to be a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this broadcast with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician and other appropriate healthcare providers. Hi, I'm Pete Levine. Welcome to Noggins and Neurons, Stroke and TBI Recovery Simplified. I'm a clinical instructor and clinical researcher. I've co-authored dozens of scientific journal articles about brain injury recovery, and I'm also the author of the book, Stronger After Stroke. I'm Deborah Battistella, occupational therapist, creator of the OT's Guide to Mirror Therapy, and an OT educator. I have a lot of experience working with survivors. Most of my clinical practice has been in a certified stroke center. Pete and I are especially interested in talking about what rehab, neuroscience, and clinical research all have to say about the brain and recovery. But don't worry, our job is to make this stuff simple. We're here to make it so that everyone, clinicians, clinical students, caregivers, and most importantly, the survivor, understands what it takes to leverage their great neuroplastic brain for recovery. This podcast began with both Pete and I, two kindred souls with a passion for moving the recovery process forward. If you've started listening more recently, say since the beginning of 2022, you likely noticed that Pete is absent from conversations. This is because he had a rather unexpected and abrupt departure from this earthly plane. Pete's voice remains in the intro in reverence to and respect for his part of our joint vision for this project. Simply put, it wouldn't be where it is today, nor have a future without him. Now, on to another great conversation. Before I introduce this episode, I just want to say hi. Doro and I hope you're doing well and that you're continuing to enjoy the podcast. A little update for you. We're going to begin working on another student segment with OT students from DUville University. This was so successful last year that we decided to do it again. With that being said, if you or someone you know have something valuable to share around brain injury recovery, we'd love to have you join us. We know that everyone has a unique perspective and it's our individuality that is the gift of life. Your knowledge and understandings add depth and interest to conversation. Most of all, it's a variety of perspectives that help all of us grow. So please take a moment to click on the form link in the show notes, fill it out, and let's see if we're a good fit for each other and get you on the show. This episode is a portion of a debrief chat that Doro and I did on the Suzanne Briggs Remedial Vision Parts 1 and 2 episodes. The entire conversation is found within the Noggins and Neurons membership site. Consider joining us there for more debriefings and other bonus content. The sign-up link for that is also in the show notes. And now the debrief. Enjoy. 
So I thought of something while you were gone. I didn't think of anything. I looked at my notes. Uh huh. Well, so I just don't. I don't want to accuse myself of thinking. <laughs> it's kind of going back to intervention. Mm-hmm. And when Suzanne was talking about patient patient pushback for the home program, mm. I want to talk about that mm-hmm. because. One thing that I think therapists understand is a challenge, mm-hmm. especially around vision. It's very hard. Right. And um, I, I was thinking about also what she said about interoception mm-hmm. and helping the person understand that it's it's the body. So you know how sometimes caregivers or even we as clinicians can get mad. They're non-compliant. We think mm-hmm. they're not doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. but it might be very difficult right. for them to do. And I think that's one area where we can maybe um, do different mm-hmm. and provide more support in mm-hmm. terms of education, understanding, and helping people map out a plan for themselves to gradually increase the amount yes. of tolerance. And I love what you just said, the mapping out a plan. Yeah. I feel that's where clients need the most help with. It's so easy for them to say, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And then you wonder why it doesn't get done. So breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, like, mm-hmm. okay, why don't you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, why don't you do the following exercises, this many repetitions, and write down how good it felt or how good it went or whatever. Yes. Just and you like know when little, she was little talk- itty When she was talking about she never wants to bring somebody up above two points of intensity, mm-hmm. discomfort intensity. Mm-hmm. They could recognize that for themselves yep. at home and know that, okay, this is my this stopping is point. Yeah. Yep. And knowing that just getting into that zone, it's pushing the body a little bit. Yeah. And that's when the change can occur and it will occur. Yeah. We just have to be patient. And I I do think that patience is another challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So easy to get up, give up after, you know, you've done it for four years or so. I know. You know, many years. It's, yeah. Can only imagine. Yeah. The other thing that she was talking about too was, um, she brought up age mm-hmm. and abilities. And I just, I want to throw out there that the reason why, one of the reasons why it may be difficult for people who are older mm-hmm. to experience a greater change is because they've been doing things a certain way for so long. Yep. And those neural pathways are deeply embedded. Right. And it's not always related to age. It right. can be related to the way that you've been doing things. Right for many years yeah the habits yeah yeah because there are some older people who are far more active than us younger folks <laughs> yeah i mean i've had people in their 80s who are who ski and ride bicycles and are very active oh yeah and so i'm sure their visual skills are m- magnificent right you know because when you're on the side of a mountain, you are scanning all around you mm-hmm. compared to somebody who does computer work all day. Somebody who spends a lot of time on a phone or a tablet. Mm-hmm. One of the things that just TV. Yeah. Watching TV. Yeah. Like it's really important to take breaks from that and make your eyes move mm-hmm. around the room. 
you know, kind of scan a large area with your eyes so that those muscles mm -hmm. work better. And that's why I like the outdoors so much too, because there's, it's not static, you know, there might be the squirrel that runs from the left to the right. Oh my God. You know, that you have mm -hmm. to chase with your eyes, like, oh, is it going to get hit or not? You it's know, great one. I love that. The squirrel. And down here, you've got some. Oh, I've told, we've done that with drivers before. Have you? When we go into the park where it's safe, uh -huh. it's a low to no risk driving environment because there's nobody there except a thousand squirrels. So I make them count while they drive. Oh. How many squirrels do you see either crossing your path or on the side of the road? That's a great Just to one. see how they can attend to other stimuli. That's so fun. Do yeah. they like that one? Is it hard? The squirrels or yeah. the drivers? <laughs> <laughs> no, usually <The> squirrels. <laughs> everybody has loved it so far and thought it was fun. That's awesome. You know, I've never had anybody who's like, I'm not going to count no squirrels. No, it's, <laughs> it's always been fun. I love it. Yeah. I love that. So one of the things, because I worked in a very different environment from mm -hmm. where you work and being in the hospital and the intensive care right. unit or, yeah, in, can't you know, a lot. you can do some things though. Yeah. You can, you can go for a walk mm -hmm. and have people identify room numbers, mm -hmm. signs anywhere, because there are signs at eye level and there are signs higher, Above, closer yeah. to the ceiling. You can have them identify colors. Mm -hmm. There are often pictures on the mm -hmm. walls, you know, and then talk about those. Right. Nursing carts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have them interact with the nurses or the aides. Yeah. When you're, I mean, they have time for it. Sure. Well, I always, <laughs> I, I had a, a, I knew a lot of people in the hospital. So I would always initiate some conversation, conversation and make nice. it happen. And, and their game. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It is. How are we doing on this? There is so much to talk about. I know there's so much to talk about. Did we talk about the insurance teaching us not to think in component parts? I think we did. Was that before we recorded or were we recording? No, we didn't talk about that. Today. We didn't? Mm -mm, that was on the podcast. Though. Was that me mm -hmm. texting myself? Yeah. Notes? Yeah. Okay. That was you. Okay. Talk about it. I'm reading my note. Oh, sorry. So one of the Please things excuse this brief pause. As, let us take a moment now as to Devin's reading her notes. Um, let's take a moment now to talk about <laughs> some things that I'm not prepared to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, we we are trained, we learn about the different component parts of the body. So we talked about proprioception, we talked about kinesthesia, we and Suzanne in the podcast talked about breaking down our movements, repeating, mm -hmm. and all of these parts and a lot of neuro rehab, which is what stroke and brain injury recovery is, has to focus on these component parts. So we talked about function. Yes. In the yes. beginning, before yes. we started recording. Yes. So coming back to Is that C? So I didn't make it out. But do I want to use the word but or do I want to use the word so? That's what makes documentation difficult for us as clinicians, because insurance says that mm -hmm. we have to focus on function and we need to provide skilled care. 
Right. And a lot of times it has to be tied to a basic activity of daily living. Yes. Which is bathing, dressing, grooming, toileting, self-feeding. Transfers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Those, the, the, the basic things in life. So it gets really mundane. It kinda. does. It so gets makes... stuck on those. It does. And the other problem that insurance brings to the table, <laughs> I don't know how else to say this, is that they, they don't account for the slower recovery that some people have following a stroke. Oh my gosh. And they don't. Soapbox. I know. Yes. I feel like I am a little bit of a soapbox person. No, but that's, yeah, that's my soapbox too. I, like... I do think this is an important part it of the is. conversation. It is. Congratulations, you had a stroke. Here's 20 visits for the year. Oh, I know. What I is so that? angry. Yes. And now we're going to send you home needing a lot of help and your care partner has to work. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't have one. Yeah. You know, it's so frustrating. So it's not even that we're as clinicians not tying it to function. It's that the changes are minute mm-hmm. and minuscule, which is again, why I think that anything that we can help people do for a mm-hmm. home program is really important. Yeah. And a lot of times it's when I'm thinking of the assessments, um, I feel like sometimes you can see minor changes in assessments mm-hmm. by a couple points, but then it doesn't translate into increase in function. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes it super challenging. So now I can tell insurance Oh, the client increased uh, something, something by three degrees. Well, they don't you care. can still not put their shirt on. They don't care. I know. But to me, it's huge. It is. That they started moving more. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Stepping off my soapbox now. <laughs> okay. I guess that means I'm getting off too. You have to. <laughs> well, I just, I, I like to bring it up because if we can think of ways yeah. to... It, maybe even use this information to help people understand the importance of follow through with the home program. And even though I know it's hard, yeah, you know, but um, especially in an insurance driven setting, mm-hmm. especially. Yeah. I mean, self pay too. So you want to save, uh, I want to save clients money, you know? I know. And also, but yeah, like even for people who do want to get better and yeah understanding that some people are okay with where they're at, Mm -hmm. then that's, that's fine. I'm just not talking to that person, but even helping care partners understand that, Mm -hmm. that three degrees of shoulder abduction may make it easier to clean under the arm. Mm -hmm. But on the over easier, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit over time, little bits over a long time. And even, preventing decline once you are discharged from a therapy program because Suzanne was talking about that one neuroplasticity thing use it what did she say use it or lose it or use it there was something else she said use it or lose it use it and improve it that's what she was talking about I don't remember she said something really important with that I don't remember. 
and I do, I, I have said this before, but if people haven't heard me say it, I understand that life is mm-hmm. happening and that sometimes you just don't have the time. I mm-hmm. know that it takes longer time when you're trying to move a limb that doesn't move that well. Right. I understand that. And I don't think you have to invest a lot of time for some of this stuff. No, I think it's um, consistency that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but be consistent stick with it yeah so track I would, progress. yeah if i would do 10 crunches every day mm-hmm. i would maybe have some abs <laughs> little ones you yeah. have abs got abs yeah underneath the layer of adipose tissue yes <laughs> <laughs> they're there yeah adipose for cushion that's what yes. we need yeah Gotta be cushiony. It doesn't. Wow, we've been talking for quite a while here. Oh my gosh, yes. What else do we have? Oh, I was so pencil lost push-ups. when she was talking about pencil push-ups. Isn't that when you? Oh yeah, look yeah, at the pencil yeah. Yes, away? yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, yeah. And Suzanne was talking about it's as good as a placebo, so it's as good as doing nothing, right? Or no, it's not bad. That's the thing. It's like as good as a placebo. Like a placebo can have a positive effect. But it won't hurt you. It won't hurt you. It won't hurt you. That's but it. that's more than nothing. Yeah. It is more I than nothing. I think it can do more than nothing. It won't do anything that harms you. And it's yeah, it's better than nothing. But it won't bring great changes, those neuroplastic changes. Whereas the Brock strength. Yeah. Brings the eyes together and mm-hmm. helps them work better together. Okay. Thanks for helping me to clear that up because I was a little confused. Is there anything else? No, I think we we did some good stuff. I think we did too. There's a research study that I found for this OMAT test. Mm-hmm. I'll stick that link in the notes, but I don't really understand it. Because it said that they established normative data, but I couldn't find it in the study. Yeah. And so maybe somebody has uh, skills yeah. at looking at study articles. Yeah. So I'll stick that in there. I think a really good takeaway from the podcast with Suzanne was if you're a caregiver, it, it, as a caregiver, you gain some knowledge from the podcast, become your um, loved one's advocate in vision. Like if you see that somebody Um, might have cognitive issues just ask the clinician like could it be vision related is there a way you can test it and initiate that conversation to look at vision because it's such an important aspect that's just often overlooked excellent point and i want to add to that by saying if you're receiving therapy from a generalist who does not have a lot of experience working Mm -hmm. with people who have neurological challenges consider finding a place where they focus on Mm -hmm. neuro because that's the person who's going to maybe be able to pick up better on it. And that's not, um, you know, that's not meant to say anything bad about where someone is. You just may need more. Right. And a lot of generalists are very good at understanding that there are deficits but we have a professional responsibility to acknowledge when we don't have the capacity Correct. to treat and intervent yeah. 
to refer them out. We should refer them out. Yeah. yeah, that was hard to say. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. All right. We'll see you later. No, we won't see anybody later. Oh, no. They because won't we don't us. see. Yeah. They don't see us. Even though we're talking about a vision. Uh-huh. We'll talk so. soon. <laughs> That's one of those bad, bad, bad jokes. So. <laughs> Still recording. Before signing off, I want to tell you about a couple of products that we have here at Noggins and Neurons that you might find helpful. The first one is the Creative Learning Discussion Guide. This structured yet simple guide can be used to enhance support group talks, academic learning, and professional practices. We know that you find the podcast valuable and we are doing our best to empower you to take the information you learn to higher levels without adding more work to your plate. The guide is free for podcast members and available for purchase for non-members. We hope you consider checking it out. When you begin using the guide, please consider sharing with us what you've done with it and what changed as a result. We also have a motor recovery program for occupational and physical therapy practitioners who love to give survivors more and provide that intensity that recovery requires. This document is called Beyond the Basics Motor Recovery Bootcamp. It's a detailed program based on modified constraint-induced movement therapy concepts. It has absolutely everything you need to start and run a program in your clinic. Check it out by clicking on the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate your support and would love to hear from you. Ask us questions and share your thoughts by email at nogginsandneurons at gmail.com. That's noggins, the word and, spelled out, neurons at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with others you think will benefit. Also be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We'll catch you next time on Noggins and Neurons, Stroke and TBI Recovery Simplified.